Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont. All the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I was pretty slow on the news there. Brady's harassing me, but you know, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. So how are you all? I'm Eric Zempa. I'm Brady Steffel. I'm Amy Larner. Right. How are you all doing? I jumped the gun there too. Yeah, well. so <laughs> yeah everything all jumbulated. I all did. Jumbulated. I did. It's all out of order yeah. today. Everything's yeah. all hot and bothered. Well, um, it was funny. Um, I got a couple stories from recently. Uh, I was talking to my neighbor across the street a couple days ago and he's like hey hey i i heard you on a podcast it's like <laughs> oh yeah it was like i've been doing this forever and uh finally the guy across the street caught wind of it so that he heard it so that was pretty funny and now did you get about autographs is that what's going on yeah or, no i mean of, nobody wants to pay four hundred dollars for one so oh I'll just wait man. until that's worth my yeah, time exactly um and then the other thing and i solicit feedback on this one the other thing is that recently I talked to a different neighbor and they said, oh, hey, we're thinking of selling. And then they said, oh, and then the person across the street from us is going to sell and two houses down is going to sell. And then I was talking to a different guy and he's selling some hand tools, which I was buying. And he said, oh, I'm going to sell. And every single one of them was leaving town. Every single one of them. Four or five. I, I was going to ask you what they're selling. So you were talking about selling. <laughs> yeah, you weren't explicitly saying. clear on it was their house. So I was yeah. a little concerned of what they were selling. And they yeah, they're they're, they're a boat. So, they're a boat. Yeah, yeah come so, here. Here's my trunk, buddy. Come here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and abruptly, all of the real estate sharks are going to start swarming around this podcast. Crazy. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. There you go. Wow. Five listings here. Well, that's really so, Brady. What are the reasons? I'm curious. I don't know. Like, I think part of it is like. I've got neighbors who live in Old Town and they've had a house for a while that's it's a little funky, you know, like a lot of the old houses in Old Town. Ah, there's a hole here and there's like the floor here needs to be fixed and dot, dot, dot. And they said basically they could leave, buy land out of town for fairly cheap, build a house, have everything new and neat and square, and then just go on living life somewhere else. And and then just like, oh, well, there's a great program for the kids here and dot, dot, dot. And it's more of the the life that we're looking to live or, and it's just like, okay. And sort of that's their excuse. And I'm wondering if people just said, you know what, you can sell a house in like 10 minutes. Nobody even wants to look at it. They just want to get the keys from you and give you a million dollars. I can just leave. And I'm wondering what you guys think, like what, what's going on? Like, are we, do we hit a threshold where people who've lived here for five, 10 years are going, you know, that's it. I, I I'm ready. I, I'll just go. No, no, I don't think that's no. the case at all. I think that what no. you're experiencing on your block is kind of an anomaly. I think that if anything, people are going, my God, I'm so glad I bought five years ago. I'm never, yeah. ever selling because I'm not going to be able to find anywhere else to live. I mean, that's that's been what I've heard. Well, yeah. and Annie, really what the truth is, is that they found out he's doing a podcast in his neighborhood and they need to sell because he needs to get away from Brady. <laughs> yeah, so like, really, yeah, like comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> if anything, I have to say, so I, I do know of a couple of people um, that have left, but part of that is they're just not, they can't deal with the changes that are going on in Longmont. Yeah. Like what I consider positive changes. So they've actually moved to the Midwest right. Yeah. Right. or, or middle, middle America. I so know a couple just, people effectively that, yeah. moving back in time. Yeah. They're just freaked out. I would yeah. gather that probably your neighborhood is not like that. I could be wrong, but I don't know, looking for an older, you know, Longmont of days gone by kind of feel. But I don't know. I, I don't think that's what the people in my neighborhood are, are looking for. Um, I will say that the, these are houses on Francis and um, on Francis, you go, well, we're on a busy street. If you want to sell, 
now's a good time to sell if, even if you live on a street that's yeah little, you i know. think there would be forces like that not to mention they're not like the biggest houses they're great no, starter they're homes but i yeah. think those starter homes are the ones that turn over the most often because you have families that come in and that's where they get a leg in and then or a leg up how's it go anyway and didn't grow out of leg it out. when you have one two kids leg. <laughs> And remind me, Brady, never to invite Annie enough. to my house if she thinks your house is a starter home. So right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna go like Annie. That's I know it's like I live in. No, it's no, no, more, no. more than I, I would spend on her. Like, we, wow. we live in a, like what would be considered a small home, and I'm never I, intend to move as my children grow. Was that, I'm all I'll about say it, this, but I just I'll think say that this, happens like, a lot. I've gone to friends' houses who live over by Clover Base, and they're much newer. They're these big, and you go in like, wow, I can't touch the ceiling in here. How palatial! And then I. I get home and it feels a little claustrophobic, but I miss when I'm over there. I miss like the backyard space and like all the trees and stuff. And so, yeah, I'll take yeah. my little, you know, my little shack. It's okay. Well, the, the, the irony about all those things is you, you get, you upgrade or whatever, you get more space and you feel like you're cramped and there's this squeeze that happens when the kids get around maybe 10, 11, and you're all feeling cramped and it lasts for eight years, seven years tops. Yeah. And then they all flee and you're left with all this space flee. and you got to move again. And it's so, it's just funny. Like it, it's this thing we do in American culture, but this moving around, I have questions about how good sometimes it is for neighborhoods because it yeah. doesn't, you know, and they all kind of, there's this mass exodus sometimes in newer neighborhoods where families tend to all go at the same time, but then yeah. you raise your kids together. So there's nice things about that too. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I will say that overall my, my neighborhood's been fairly stable since we moved here. And this, this people that I'm talking about moving, they've, they've lived here since before we've lived here even. And there's been very few houses that have sold and people that, that wind up here say, this is great. We want to stick out, stick it out. Um, but there's just all of a sudden, and one, one of these houses was not even in my neighborhood. So it was just somebody else, but it was within 24 hours, 48 hours. I heard like four different people say, Oh yeah, yeah we're leaving town. We're cashing oh out. Gosh. We're buying somewhere else. And I was like, what? All of a sudden, the this pandemic is, is like valuable news. winding oh my down, goodness. and we're just like, "That's it, I gotta go." It's like, "Holy cow!" Great. He's going to give like information on like where these people are to the real estate market, so they can just kind of get involved in that. <laughs> um, I do want us to welcome in our guest. We have our guest Heather Stenner, who's with us. Um, I think kind of when we're talking about being sentimental in Old Town, I think about what your business does kind of makes me sentimental a little bit too, as well as there's some other really cool things. She's the founder of Porchbox. It's a business here in Longmont, which she and her husband started in their basement from a weekend project with their daughter. Um, they build these really what, what Annie says, lovely, which I would agree with, custom wood porch boxes intended mainly for home delivery items, but they can be used for any storage. Um, so you've grown like crazy. It is amazing. The website is porchbox.com and the origin story I think is really fascinating. So welcome in Heather. And can you tell us like where, how did you get started? Like where this came from? You bet. Actually, I just have one little tweak. Our, our website's actually porch-box. You're right. Porch-box.com. Yeah, Forgive me. You yes. got that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if, uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's fun to talk about wooden boxes with people. <laughs> uh, our boxes, as um, you shared a little story with me, Eric, there's so many uses for them. And most, most often um, they are used for home deliveries. That's what started for us. I was out of town and my husband needed something to do with our daughter while our son was napping. And we had just signed up for a home milk delivery. Um, we were living up in Fort Collins in this wonderful little old town cottage home and the dairy brought over their plastic cooler 
And Eric said to our daughter, hey, I think we could make a little box that they could use to deliver our, our milk in instead of that plastic cooler. It doesn't look really, it doesn't match our house. It looks kind of cheap. And so there you go. The first one, that was back in 2005. So Eric made that one and then the neighbors wanted one and then mom and the in-laws wanted one and uh, silent auction people started wanting one. And then we moved to Longmont. We continued to make them, but in our basement. And in 2016, Eric decided to make it a go and put a website up. So sold, sold our first box, our nationwide box in Iowa. And that's because we were actually traveling in Iowa the day after, because I'm I grew up in Iowa and we couldn't believe it. We thought there was some like plant. Someone had told somebody to go buy the box, but we didn't know the person and they didn't know anything about us. So we have sold um, hundreds of boxes to all over the United States. We have a box in every state except Alaska, Hawaii, and drum roll. Are you ready? The one continental state. That doesn't have a porch box in it, as far as we know, is South Dakota. Well, I have friends there, so we'll, we'll get, get a yeah, my in laws get yeah. my in laws. All you that. need to do is call me up. I will give you a coupon code just to buy that box from South Dakota. Real <laughs> deal. Awesome. No, I, my my in laws live just inside on the Minnesota South Dakota border. They yeah. might they might take one. There you go. Right. Yeah. That's so it. I, I do love the fact that Eric's title here is principal box maker, of course, co-founder and principal box maker. Just love yes. that. That's a great title. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Thank so you. what, um, so tell us like what, um, what specifically, I know you were talking about like it started with milk boxes and such, but what can they be used for? I'm looking at the, again, the website. Um, it can, looks like it could be used for anything. So like package delivery and are you seeing predominantly it's for package delivery or is it predominantly more milk delivery? Uh, the fun, the most fun part of my job is talking to customers and, and when they tell me what they're using their box for, I kind of just, I'm waiting with bated breath. Like, how are they going to use their box? I talked to a customer in New York city yesterday. She's literally storing her outdoor plastic chairs. They have a an outdoor area, a, a deck that, or a porch that goes around their brick home. And they didn't want to just have the chairs sitting there when they fold them up. So they actually ordered two boxes. We shipped them out and she called me yesterday and she said, all right, we want a third one. We need it different <laughs> dimensions. And they were measuring the size. So storing chair cushions, storing uh, outdoor furniture cushions, that's a big one uh, for back porch. If you don't want them to get all you know, all the pollen dripped on them or rain, you want to just get right to the barbecue and pull out your dry cushions. Uh, another big way people use them is for a pet box. So they put the porch box outside their front door. It can store their dog leash, their check it, their Frisbee. And you don't have to bring a dirty in uh, to the house. You just leave it there. And our dog, actually, he we trained him to just carry his Frisbee. I open up the porch box and he drops it in. Drops it in. I, had a different, <laughs> nice. I had a different thought when you said that's for, it's for pets uh, initially. I was like, yeah, weird place to store a cat. But yeah, <laughs> it depends on if you're a cat or a person, I guess, Brady. I got so both. I, so I have to ask you, though. So you if I maybe I'm, I'm mistaken here. So were you out of town when this occurred? When, when your husband decided to build this box, when Eric decided to build I was, this box. yeah. So did he you come back home and just say, wow, this is the most coolest thing in the world? Or do you say that's crazy? I'm just curious. Well, like what, 
what's the, oh, the I real loved answer it. there? Emma okay. and Emma and yeah, painted it. It like it was it was a true work of art. You are far more understanding than my own wife. So she would have been like, <laughs> no, this is you're not doing anything with this. So um did you force did was there a foreshadowing where you thought, hey, this could be a business, or was it like, hey, we're gonna do this as a hobby or um kind of give us that sense of how it was yeah, going. I don't I don't uh, I mean people just kept asking for them. And I just kept saying, Eric, I really think more people would want these. Why don't you just make a website? Um, he went five years with that website, making boxes in our basement. And during 2020, I um, my former career is an elementary music teacher. I taught up in Fort Collins and Longmont. Oh I had my own business, enthusiastic music business, going to Denver Public Libraries and putting on programs there because I really just wanted to work for myself and still have the joy of children and their parents in music. And when the pandemic hit, I was like, you know what? I can't do this live. Uh, my energy is not such that I can I can do music on Zoom right now. I just can't. So we said, let's let's just give it a whirl. We drove around the neighborhood and found this place on Colorado Avenue. It's about 1,500 just square feet. And we moved out of the basement. It was great. And so we actually bought a panel saw. And that was like yeah. the big day because... We had our standard, Eric had planned standard boxes, but now we can make custom boxes. So someone can measure their furniture and and we can, can make yeah, a, a panel saw must have been one heck of a step in, in the forward <laughs> direction for you. Cause that's, that really opens some doors. If you got us like a big slider. I tell you what, yeah. Anytime I meet someone now, I'm like, do you have a panel saw? <laughs> <laughs> you need a panel saw. Like not all of us have 1,500 square feet to build a shop in, though. So, so it says that uh, you're on 1115 Colorado Avenue, and it says that people can people literally go to the workshop. Is that something? Absolutely. You, oh, okay, yeah, cool. we'd love to have people. I know nice. you came okay. by to see some boxes, and we can sell you one right here. Or if you want to take a look in the gallery, we've got kind of our area in front. We we really want to build a porch inside or outside so that all the boxes can be right there, but we're a little limited. We're we're kind of bursting on in the space we are in right now, and we just did hire our first um, employee, uh, a builder, to help. So that's been super exciting. It's not you know small businesses. You're just doing everything. You're wearing every hat. So yeah. I was doing sales and every fulfillment and everything with Eric, and he actually uh, has another day job uh, that he does. So I'm. Um, He's been building, you know, for five years, he built him in the basement after he got home from work. So he's a weekend warrior. Wow. And, and during the pandemic, he taught me how to do it. And so we can, we can all make boxes. I've got someone, a friend who comes in and helps the scripting. And we hired a 16 year old, his first job, super <laughs> fun to just awesome. clean the shop and help us get packing materials organized. And <laughs> so that's, it's feeling like a real team and we got some real momentum. Uh, joined the chamber in Longmont. That's that's been great. Fantastic. And so, what can you give us a sense of like how much a box would start at, like uh, a price mm -hmm. point? Yes. So our boxes uh, are made of um, uh, LP strand wood and a poplar wood post. So they're heavy. This isn't a box that's going to blow away. So our we have four standard sizes. A small box starts at um, one hundred and nine. It's finished with exterior grade paint. 
this thing is, it's, it's kind of a work of art, right? It's a wooden box, but it's beautiful. It's something that you're proud to put by your front door. We, our motto is make your front door proud because if your front door is sitting there looking down at the box, like, really, that's all you can do for me. Um, so our medium uh our medium box then goes up it's pretty much like a double wide um and it's 169 we also offer lockable boxes so if people want to have that option like we have kids who um when the kids were having sleepovers they'd forget their coat or they'd leave their ipad from school right at our house so we just like we'll leave it in the porch box here's the code and they could come pick it up whenever they wanted that is so cool. And so then there's other colors too. So to choose from, so it looks like white, tan, and brown are the, the colors that you have. And um, yep. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Those are and basic, like, but we get a lot of people wanting to have a custom color. You can yeah. personalize a box with scripting. We can write, you know, the Smith family, the Lerner family. We can um, uh, put the lock in it. We can add address numbers, which is kind of nice for the pizza guy, right? If you got your box number on it. Just leave it in the box. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Put the pie in the box. It's pretty cool. It's a, so then it's a if, huge thing. I mean, contactless pickup for businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. A big thing. So. And did you see a boom because of COVID and the pandemic? Did you see a boom in box uh, requests or box demand, if you will, because of that? Uh, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, we jumped, you know, into the workshop in the middle, in 2020, July, we started. So things. Um, Eric had not taken a picture of any of the boxes he built for five years. I was doing my music thing. And I said, honey, we got to like ramp up the website. Where are all the pictures? (laughs) So we spent a couple of months just like getting photography and and, uh, that was a big piece. But um, I don't know if you guys heard about the, the legislature just the first session, did you guys hear about the, the bill that was introduced by Representative Valdez? No. Oh, wow. uh, I testified at mm-hmm. the finance committee meeting when they introduced the first bill. So he has, uh, you know how some states are criminalizing porch pirates? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Right? They're trying to work with it. What do we do? Well, creatively, they have their, they've introduced a bill that will help people that have already experienced been a victim of a porch pirate. So it's a tax credit. If you already have been a victim, you can buy a box similar to ours, any kind of box, and you'll get a $75 tax credit at the first reading, of course. Wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. So then just just for our listeners who might not know what Mm -hmm. you're describing when you say porch pirate, I think we can all kind of construe what that means. But that's basically somebody who's defined as somebody who's poaching packages from a porch or a front door or something like that, correct? Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. And you can say it very easily. If if you're out for a walk, um, you know, Eric and Annie, you're just having a great day. You're going for a walk in the neighborhood. And I'm working from home that day and I see you out for a walk. I just think, oh, they're going for a walk. I couldn't tell if you were actually looking in my porch for a package. Yeah. But every person in your neighborhood had a porch box and you guys were going from door to door opening my porch box. It would be slightly obvious of your intent. So your ring cameras could catch it. Right. It doesn't even have to be lockable, like concealing. That's I was uh, someone asked me, do you sell more lockable boxes or non-locking? And it's really 50 50. Some people just want it protected from their dog. Then when the FedEx guy drops it off, some people want it protected from the snow, the rain, the weather. And some people really want it for for theft. Right. It's 
porch piracy is a crime of opportunity. And you would think too, that maybe just even having a box and putting something in a box would actually divert the attempt to take something too, even if it was locked or unlocked, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, does, it really yeah. does take sort of the, um, the low hanging fruit away, right? Because exactly. you see it, you go, ah, it's there. It's, it's quiet. Run up and grab it. If you don't know that, like if everybody's got a mailbox, you don't know what it's, it is anybody in anybody's mailbox. It's kind of the same yeah. thing. If everybody's got like a, a thing built for storing deliveries, well, any one of them could be full. Any one of them could be empty. So exactly. it really takes that away. Yeah. 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 I think Annie, you and I talked when, when, when there's new construction, homes should really have delivery boxes now. You know, in the olden days, the milk delivery box was literally open up a door in the house, set it <laughs> and close it. So, not, yeah. uh, you know, obviously there's security issues there, but it would be hey, if new construction... One- Sorry, Heather, one final plug for porch box is that if you get your milk from Longmont Dairy, you can get a custom porch box box through Longmont Dairy. So you can just add it to your order and they'll bring it the next week, which is pretty cool. It's all, it's like white and has a Longmont Dairy. Oh, that's so awesome. Much, that's really cool. Yeah. It looks so much no, nicer than the cooler. How mm-hmm. like exceptionally local is all of that? Yeah. It's just like yeah, disgustingly totally. local. It like, oh, so well, cool. the Longmont Dairy will go to this independent maker and then it's like wow that's something that's pretty impressive so Heather, actually that go ahead yeah sorry, that was a me. really fun story for eric he was the uh that was like one of his first calls he made he called longmont dairy and they're like well who's this guy making wooden boxes in his basement and they took it they took a chance and it was really neat to yeah. have them to jump on board and, and well i guess we'll roll the dice on this slug exactly taking yeah. all the risk right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, Tell me now, if you order something online, can you pick it up? Can you just come by and pick it up? Or could you actually purchase it in the workshop? Or is it something that you have to wait for a few days for you to get it? That's a great question. I'm glad that you asked. If it's a standard box, we have boxes kind of made. We know what popular uh, boxes are, which ones are most. So we have those kind of in stock and ready. And if you check out on our website and you are in Longmont, you can get a discount. You just, when you go to check out, it says for local pickup, just enter this discount code. And so there's two different uh, options and make sure you pick the local one. And nice, if you want nice. something custom uh, or custom customized, personalized, like with writing on it, or if you want a different, something completely different size-wise, then you can just submit a request on our website. And it... Custom boxes can take, uh, the last ones we built took us almost three weeks. They were really extensive. Um, when you look at our boxes, the inside is not painted, most our standard boxes. But when you paint the inside, oh, it's a Cadillac. Cadillac box. You can have decorative. <laughs> and they look really nice. Uh, one lady in Florida bought a huge box just to store her pool towels in. Nice. So what's the most outrageous custom color or custom box you have done? Uh, I I almost think the pool box, that was probably, it was aquamarine inside and it was beautiful white outside. That was pretty, we also have angled lids. So if you got every option, you would have an angled lid with lockable and you could have plastic Uh, feet in the back, trim and a hole in the back where you can put your chain lock to attach it to porch fence <laughs> you can just i mean these people call one guy wanted us to build a box for his tv <laughs> oh cool wow we didn't build that box it's a bit heavy 
<laughs> right, Heather. Yeah, Good right, ideas Heather. now, though. I like this. This is fun. Yeah. yeah. Right, Heather. We'll get we'll get you out on this question. So, what do you see for the future? Like, what do you what what are you all working on right now for the future? Where do you see the future going for Porchbox? Mm. We're excited. Uh, we hired a local uh, Longmont marketing director, someone to help us really boost up. Uh, I've been doing all the social stuff, but I don't really know a whole lot about um, the ads and all those things. So really just getting seen and getting out in the community. A beautiful thing about our product is it's on the front porch and everybody talks about it. And inside, when you lift the lid, we have a burner, a brander. So our website is branded on the inside of every box. And we had a lady call, I don't know, a couple months ago. She goes, I'm so glad you put your website right in the box because I need another one. And <laughs> we, we are, we're getting return customers, which is super exciting. Um, product development in terms of uh, we've had a customer who, who said they wanted a shelf inside. So product development, I think, and just getting out there and getting a box in South Dakota. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get we'll get that accomplished for you. I'm sure all so right. we have I'm listeners all across the country. So there's got to be somebody in South Dakota we can get a box to. Don't there's worry about be. it. We will make that happen. So right. I feel like we need to have a telethon or something like that. But Heather Stenner is, again, the founder of Porchbox. Porch-box.com is the website. An amazing website, I have to tell you, very easy to navigate. So thank you so much. Hey, and thanks. thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, and so we look great. forward to hearing about more exciting things from porch box. Love it. Thanks for having me, you guys. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Have a good day. All right. Again, the website is porch-box.com where you can get your custom or standard porch box that looks beautiful and is uh, utilitarian. So it's fantastic. So um, on to, let's see, we go from the sublime to now the ridiculous, because uh, I have follow-up on the baking powder story. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Often so, hyped. Yeah. She's talking this, to uh, Annie, I was telling Annie or Brady that, uh, Annie, that this is the most uh, scary one to, uh, as far as comment. So we've had the oh, most okay, comment about the baking powder than any yeah. other thing that we've ever done. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> so I don't really know what that says about our listeners. I have no uh, well, idea. They're probably pedants, you know, they're probably pedantic. <laughs> so I have no idea what that means. So uh, let's see. First of all, uh, lots of accolades about it. In fact, one of them just was one of the best. I They just cracked me up. It says, uh, this is actually from Nicholas. Honestly, I prefer leavening agent banter over driving directions. <laughs> so we noted. The, the leavening, noted leavening agent banter over driving directions yeah yeah it's well much we're more gonna appreciated. get a whole thing on uh, sourdough next week then uh, same thing from james love the baking powder banter didn't say james. banter discussion um nancy they says the same thing clearly annie failed high school chemistry like can't <laughs> understand this well it is really funny so and i did reach out to clabber girl um yeah Oh, nice. and reached out to them directly. They're going to get back to me tomorrow. The person said you have a free case of baking powder. A lovely person named Brianna could not answer the question. She thought it was probably the most interesting question she has ever received. I think that's hysterical. I'm sure that yeah. that's probably not the truth. She's I'm guessing she nice. probably just doesn't get a lot of baking powder that's questions. Exa- well, how many people are on the baking powder phone lines? I mean, really? Right. I mean, you know, I don't know. Did you ask about the lip but, on the can or what? So I did. I specifically asked about the lip on the can. Because yeah. that is my question. I want a free baking powder from its what's, confines. What's, um, oh my gosh, and then so finally, funny. 
Here's uh, the last email here. It says, okay, gang, I love you, but your podcast on 317 had stumbling, had me stumbling on the treadmill and hollering at my phone. <laughs> so flap for baking powder, but not baking oh. soda. Not true. If purchasing the name of brand baking soda, little known fact, when you peel back the top box, a small flap should pop down. So the cardboard. Yeah. In fact, Nicholas sent me one where he oh. shows this demonstration. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Of the leveling of the spoon. Um, Brady did offer clarification on baking powder versus soda. Both are used to make baked goods rise. Um, and then she gives a definition. Baking soda is pure sodium bicarbonate. Baking powder is a combination of sodium bicarbonate, blah, blah. So I'm really getting inside. We're going to talk about driving directions next. And a side note, more and often both, both are used for gluten-free baking to get a lift. So you don't have to worry about gluten. It's it's good for gluten-free too. Oh my gosh, I'm in tears. Yeah, I'm dying here. This This is great. Wow. And I love the level of engagement. She was also mentioning that we did not mention what LMFAO stands. Oh, for. that's what you have to look up on your own. It's, it's well, no, laughing. exactly. And I said, I think we it's all got laughing. it. We weren't going to repeat it. So basically, yeah. it says, "Laugh my freaking arse off." So I will say it in the clean version, you know, because we have kids and family listening right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I try not oh. to let the little the little ones slip out. You know. Um, People who've met me in real life know that um, I'm not always so, so tactful. This is me at my tactfulest. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so, man. yeah. So that one made me laugh and I have to give a shout out to Sandy. So who happens to be the person I live with. So, um, <laughs> happens so she to be. That. all by just, herself. She just sent that email. It was hysterical. That's, so, I, I love it. I love the engagement. Keep them coming. That's hilarious. But I do. Yeah, I, I so did funny. crack up that would probably half a dozen people had to comment or more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, so. my, my, fan, my sister's a hobby, hobbyist baker. And she was just face palming. She couldn't believe it. <laughs> She's so disappointed. It was just so Um, Annie, question for you. Have you tried the new car wash on 11th and Main? Okay, Eric. So I've pulled in no less than two times and it took me, this is silly, but it took me a minute to figure out there's no auto wash. This is not for me. This is yes, just not is. the car wash. Yeah, there Where? is. Where? Where? Where's 11th the and Main? Wash? Yeah, I just used it just a few moments ago. But so you, but which one is is there only one is there one stall that has an auto wash because yeah, the other stall ones that have has the self sprayers yeah, right one stall that has the north the more northernmost one and what you do uh, is the the, it's really at. weird they end you have to enter though on eleventh I find and the entrance around. and exit very confusing I would yeah. also agree with that but I have not no and so okay how do you vacuum first and then go through the auto wash see now that is that's unclear. I know, so there, you know, I, I think it's more of like you would wash than you would go vacuum if that's yeah. I'm okay, really not a, I'm an occasional vacuum person. And so. you have to pay extra for the vacuum and do they have monthly memberships? I have so many questions. No, no monthly mm. memberships. Mm. The prices start at seven bucks. That's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. Although yeah, I will I mean, tell you what's kind of cool about it for people who are concerned about going through a drive through bay, like an automatic wash. There right. is no like ramp to pull up to. There's nothing. Right. I mean, you just pull right. in there and it, it tells you to stop. I think so. they tend to be a little more gentle on the cars too with yeah. things. But yeah, so, uh, you know, Greenpoint Roofing, the owners of this new car wash, if you're listening out there, 
I would encourage you to consider a monthly membership. Because <laughs> seriously, though, they they would be more competitive. The lines are so bad right now at Breeze Through in these yeah. like winter spring months, and I am so oh, ready crazy. to try something new. Yeah. So I yeah. okay, this is a good tip. There you North go. I just Bay. You know, pro tip too is that you know you got to get on eleventh to go through it because they've reversed it. It used to have yeah, to, totally you know, the other way. Confusing. So anyway, know. you know this will probably get a lot of comment just like baking powder, I'm sure, <laughs> but car washes everywhere. Yeah. Creepers. yeah. I am so uh, just I'm, my mind has been run over with these thoughts of baking powder and and, uh, and car washes. I just I've lost all, all all train of thought here. Holy cow! All right, guys, um, I've got some buzz. You got some yeah, buzz. Go for it. I got some buzz. Yeah, all right. you jump in. I was I was striking out this week. What do you got? Well, this is this is partial buzz. Santa Fe Coffee and Burrito. Are you guys familiar yes, with this? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, so they're down there between. Oh man, I'm going to botch this. I don't know the exact address, but it's down. On South Main, when like just on the south side of the bridge that goes over the St. Brain there. And there's like that shopping center, right? It could not far from anyway, it's down there. And they're on the west side. And they've been there forever. It looks like a little like Santa Fe, like Adobe stucco type of um, business. And I think it was Santa Fe Coffee and Burrito, but it changed to maybe Santa Fe Cafe. But it's been closed for a long time. And I guess that the owner art has fallen ill unfortunately oh. and there was a gofundme for him that yeah, stopped good. like last month um but the word is that an employee bought the business from him so i'm hopeful that they will reopen but the, the santa fe coffee and burrito they kind of like breakfast and lunch cafe style breakfast burritos coffee real local little joint anyway uh so to those of you who are hoping when it'll open again it may open again it looks like it was sold it looks like there was a banner up. I just passed by it just the other day and it says, hey, coming Santa Fe. So I don't right. know if it's going to be Santa Fe burrito, but it looks like there'll be some iteration of that. And I I'd ask so. the old timers what that place used to be long, long, long time ago. And Okay. So this is yeah. by the more recognizable Me Nina's Boutique. Perhaps. Right. Yeah. When they have uh, Tacos GTO food trucks sits in there a lot. And I guess I, I noticed it. I looked at it. It's got a nice stone uh, Santa Fe cafe it's thing. It's a really front. cool yeah. building. Yep. 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 I was thinking so, it was further south still. I think it's I think it's coming back. They've been closed for a while. Yeah, absolutely. But it, well, you, it was a Chinese restaurant a long time ago called Yangtze Village. And oh. it's been various iterations of different places. I cannot remember. Oh, Swanky Frank's was the place it was before. Cool. Yeah. So it's always yeah. been something. So something. Hopefully it's there'll be cool something spot. really kind of cool there. It is a good, actually, Santa Fe burrito. Like you kind of look on the outside and when you walked in, it was very cool. So it was pretty totally. amazing. So yeah. Super. Um, I'm getting distracted because Heather's still with us uh, in spirit and she's chatting here. So I do have to mention this. She says <laughs> you can share or store your baking powder in your porch box when your neighbor needs some. Just a thought. So I did hey, again. Get a text. I love that this is the world that we would live in. Your neighbor sends a text. Hey, Eric, can I get some some baking powder? And you're like, I ain't talking to you. But yeah, it's out front of the porch, in the porch box. box. Drop you know it back actually, in and send me another text when you're done. Make sure to wash it. <laughs> but anyway, here I am trying to be I'm like listening to Annie and all this chat comes up. You can store your baking powder in the porch box. All right. Yeah. Awesome. You know, Heather's great. Um, anyway, I was going to say earlier when they were talking about uh, Clabber Girl, like, yeah, they could send you three cans and they'd be like a lifetime supply. You know, it's really sad. I used to think that worked. And I reached out to this tofu hot dog place that I just love these tofu dogs. And I've been eating them for like 400 years. 
So I wrote them and I said, hey, I love your hot dogs. Nothing. No coupon. No nothing. Mm. I was really sad. So anyway. Um, I'm going to circle back because we had the GoFundMe for the Save the Jesters. Oh, okay. Goal is $2 million. They've almost hit Um, $11,000. I've got my doubts that uh, they're going to hit it. Unless some, some large benefactor swoops in. Um, Godspeed to everybody. Um, I don't know that we're going to hit that one. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You yeah. never know. You don't. I'll say that um, I didn't know much about him. And I think, Annie, you mentioned it sounded like they were doing good work, particularly with like arts and theater school and stuff like did a lot of stuff like that. A lot of people are sad to see it go for that. Um, but I do think that there's probably a fair amount of work to be done in the building if the outside facade is anything. Um, and $2 million is, that's that's a lot of coin. Okay. Um, chunk of change. Yeah, yeah, so that's what they're looking yeah. for to save the place. Um, and if they've hit eleven grand after what's it been, two, three weeks, I think they're yeah. going to need a big cash yeah. infusion. Yeah. God I'm just excited you for the, the next generation of that building. It's in a really cool location, mm-hmm. and it's a big building, and mm-hmm. it's got a lot to offer, I think. So we'll see what happens next. Yeah, and I'd like to see, I mean, you know, if, if this doesn't work, then I'd like to see something happen there too. But we've seen that, uh, what is it, uh, Breakers, the old Breakers building? That's still yeah. sitting empty, isn't it? Because yeah, it's, it sure it's is. massive. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need to take all 24,000 square feet of real estate. And it's like, well, nobody wants that. That's It's enormous. And so it, that's a bit of a struggle, particularly with rental prices being as big as they are. It is like five or 10,000 in there. It's huge. I can't remember what it is, but it's it is massive. It's, it's like 9,000. Yeah, big. it's really big. Oh, you mean breakers or jesters? Uh, breakers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jester's yeah, yeah. Breakers is huge. It's normal. Yeah. So yeah. Um, want to give a couple of shout outs to restaurants that I frequented this week. Actually, the family was around. We went and shopped locally, too, as well this weekend. So shout out to a Flore. Flore, uh, mm-hmm. Flore yeah. Mm-hmm. Really cool. I mean, clothing. So Sandy bought some stuff there. Other people, My daughter bought some stuff there. Um, remember this place when it used to be between like 9th and 11th mm-hmm. on Main Street, and it was mostly kind of flowers and such, but it's really changed to like, yeah, and they had a vintage sort so, of, yeah. um, yeah, used clothes thing in the basement, too. It's kind of a neat yeah, place. so my yeah. son bought an old Rolling Stones t shirt, too. So it's amazing nice. what vintage clothing is, is these days. I've got some Smashing Pumpkin shirts from like the 90s, <laughs> and I think I could only find them in like double extra large when I was, and they're, they're massive, and I can't wear them because it's like. I mean, it's I'm like a tent pole, and then I'm just like in a tent that's not standing up. It's like I need the other poles in here to stand this thing up, uh, and I just swim in it. But I can't get rid of them because it's like my band. That's my band from back in the day. Um, and so I've got so I can't even wear it. A couple of places too, like I think places off the radar that I just want to give a shout out to. So Blue Corn Tacos, yep, on Fifteenth and Main, exceptional. Um, went there today to meet my friend Lauren for lunch, and that was awesome. And I, I just. I wish it was somewhere else, but it it's cool. It seems like they're doing okay um, as far as business. I just wish it was closer to downtown. Yeah, I think everybody anyway. loves yeah. going, like, atmospherically, we all love going to, like, the cute little spots yeah. and some of the extra strip molly kind of things up and down Main Street or elsewhere. It's like, well, you know, I'll make a point out of going to them once in a while, but ultimately, it's not like, oh, I'm going to walk around Main Street, grab a drink, grab some tacos. It's, it's less like that if you're in some of those districts. I, I'll I'll give you that 100%. And then um, we took our son to Rosario's, which is Peruvian food down south. And I, I've i talked, I've spoken to many people, and this place hits it out of the park when you're talking about Peruvian cuisine. It's yeah, you've mentioned amazing. it a few times. I need to go yeah. over there. It's really, really good. So we had a great time. Um, the, one, the one probably drawback for some people is no alcohol. 
um, which is a drawback for me, but you, know, you can survive well, yeah, I mean, without it. So it's all good. What's a, what's a but, traditional Peruvian drink? Yeah, I mean, I know uh, well, you have wine have, down in Chili and stuff. Yeah, but. so they have Peruvian cola, which is exceptionally sweet. And then they have mm. something else, too. And I cannot remember what it is, but I'll look but it up. But, like, what's their booze of choice in Peru? I have no idea. Probably wine. I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, sort of chili, like Chile is next door, so or nearby. Right. So probably right. Wine. Pisco. Apparently, it's Pisco, the national favorite Peruvian drink. Pisco is made from pressed grapes. Something, something, something. Yeah. So there's something with like oh, Pisco grapes. sour. Nice. Oh. It, 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 this is completely different. But in Spain, don't they drink like red wine and cola or something? I think it's called a <laughs> actually. You beer. do that in Germany too, like in the beer garden. They'll add Pepsi yeah, to will. beer or Sprite to beer, beer yeah. to yeah. have the kids enjoy. I will more. say that when I was drinking beer, still, what what is really good is a true Rottler, where it's like actually half lemonade and half beer. Because you're like, yeah, you know, yeah. If, you, if it's Saturday afternoon and it's like noon or two or something, and you're like, I don't want to get a huge Jake on, just have something nice to drink. You have one of those. You can have you know a gallon. The of trick stuff. with it, if you're going to make it your own at home, is to make sure you use the the like carbonated lemonade. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just add like you know like lemonade and then just flatten your beer. Just like and sweet flat water, beer water and, and some country thyme powder. Just like <laughs> I will say, you know, uh, shout out to Wibby because they make a good. Yeah. I don't know what you were calling They're it. Rottler. I Rottler. think it's okay. I can say I Rattler me, all the time, but have, yeah. I you can't know. have a Rottler that is pre-made. It's like the pre, maybe it's like Don par with pre-made cocktails, but there's something about the fresh when you open the, the mm. carbonated lemonade, when you open the beer and combine them right then and there, something gets lost when it's pre-packaged. Oh, really? Like okay. That much. Oh, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> I just, yeah. I think this is bad, but you know, they call Arnold Palmer. It's what iced tea and lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a Helmut Palmer. If you use like a, a Rottler. So oh a different... man, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny and I wanted to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was bad. (laughs) So some exciting Longmont news is that Sean Stuckleth, which I had to look up, I believe is Lebanese, is been named Longmont's new postmaster. And there was a ceremony on March 16th. And I just find it noteworthy because this is only like the, I don't even know. It's something, there's not been very many postmasters in the history of Longmont. So I will tell you how many it's been. But I can't right now because I can't okay, find well, it. Well, you, you can <laughs> wait. You can. We're gonna get a sign-up sheet yeah. and we get a petition going online. And if we get enough people, Annie will reveal how many. That's right. She will reveal it. Yeah, exactly. Um, another shout out to Maker General, which is next to Tangerine. Again, yep. went to Tangerine. Had a great experience there too. Yep. And Maker General, first time I'd been in there. Encourage people to check it out too. Yeah. It's a craft store. And you know they do embroidery. Oh my goodness! You're still, I'm sorry that I interrupted your shopping spree. My goodness, I didn't I know. Is that fun? More places? That no, you went to. I know it's it's crazy. And well, then how, once... how are they doing in there? Because well, well, uh, we'll talk about that place because the place that was there before, I can't think of what it was called. There was just not much in it. I, I this is going. packed. I mean, is she it... has packed, but it's it's hefty inventory, but it's not like you can't move about. It's, okay. it's really it's healthy. It's you know it's it's got. Really cool stuff. It's uh, embroidery. Yeah, I've paint, never been in there. I've always seen it. <laughs> I, you know, we were we had to wait for a table, so I was like, okay, cool, let's go over there. And and it was they've got some plants. Um, amazing. Well, the place stuff. that was there before them it was like, oh, here's five candles, and then like <laughs> five rakes that are made out of twigs. And it was no, just like ice cube. We, we, I think we had a rant on ice cube trays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like so hipster, like. We're just going to make this work on, on dreams and what, I'm sorry if you're the owner, but it Maybe was, it was like really, boxes. yeah, there was just nothing in there. It was just really 
artfully laid out, but it was like, well, there's not much to buy in here. If I don't want this exact candle, I, I don't know what I'm going to get. <laughs> and I went into this one. Maker and I was, General. <laughs> yeah, I was worried that Maker General was going to follow suit, but it sounds like they've they've bulked up their inventory since I was in there. And that's that's cool because it was cool stuff when I was in there. So I'll give them that. So did you finish your shopping spree? I have one more story, but I oh will goodness. tell that. You want me to tell a story now or do you want to wait? Well, I was just going to follow up to tie a bow on my postmaster, which is that Mr. Sean is only the 10th postmaster of Longmont nice. since 1946. So, no, actually, Annie, I was trying to give you some mentioned. cover while you were efforting to find that. So that's oh, really why you. I was okay, deciding good. to talk about Maker General. It wasn't because we could have just sat here in silence while you looked that up. That would have been fun. I would have too, been but. sweating. I would have been so nervous. <laughs> the stare at Annie. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you doing over there, Annie? Yeah. You know, Brady usually lets me fry, and I just sit here and go, hey, I'll look for it. And Brady's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I just sit here, like, what do you got there, sitting here in silence, not helping me at all, not throwing me a life. I, I'm not that good socially. No. Not I at can't, all. I can't no. intuit what other people I got no. going on. <laughs> Not in the least. So my story has to be uh, has to deal with the faith of humankind. So I am I have a, a better impression of people. So I took some records over to is it recycled on a main yeah. street there, Brady? Yeah. Yeah. Took some yeah. records over there. It was a Sunday, and the guy was kind of all busy. sales vinyl. Sorry, all sales vinyl. Oh yeah. Whoops. Yep. Yeah. Woo. All sales vinyl. No. 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 That's Wait, not it. That's, that's the red one. one. No, no, no. That's Hold not on. the red one at near Long's Peak in May is also. No, no we don't want that. No, no, no. no that's um. That. They both have puns. <laughs> no, somebody throw me a bone while I'm trying to find this. Yeah, no, I'm um, actually on the on the old internet here trying to look it up because. Well, which one are you talking about, Long's Peak or the one farther south? It's between third and fourth. Oh, I don't. And know this is the one that I really like, and it's killing me that I can't. Yeah, think of, um, I'm, I'm trying to get it. So or record stores. Oh. Man. Anyway, you keep talking and I'll tell you my story. <laughs> absolute so vinyl. Absolute vinyl. There you go. All right. <laughs> my gosh. Anyway, so absolute vinyl um, went there, dropped off some records. And the guy says, you know, he was kind of busy and he says, well, um, I appreciate you coming by. And I said, you know, I'd love to see if there either there's value here or, you know, I just need to get rid of them too. So he says, well, I'll let you know. I'll text you if there's any value, whatever. And, you know, like a few days go by and I'm like, huh, it's kind of weird. And I kind of felt like, well, you know, maybe that was not a good thing. Like I'm a sucker because I dropped mm-hmm. off these records. He texts me like a few days later, like four or five days later and tells me that, you know, he's got a trade credit for me and thanks so much for bringing the records. The guy, so the guy, yeah. I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Cause for me to, to be honest, I thought I dropped him off and he was like, thanks a sucker. <laughs> thanks for dropping you said these you records didn't need off. Any money and you ain't <laughs> No, I'll say I had a very similar experience with that same guy. I went in with my old turntable and I said, Hey, what can I get for this? Cause I, I want to buy a new one. Yeah. Um, for Christmas a couple of years ago, I took all my, you know, Christmas birthday money and did that. And I went in and said, Hey, what do you, what do you give me for this? And he said, well, I, <clears throat> I got to run it a little bit. I got to see what it's worth. And he said, there's something wrong deep in the bowels of this thing. And it, it ain't worth fixing. I'll give you like six bucks for the cartridge. <laughs> and, but he wasn't trying to lowball me. Cause I think it was just not a very good record player. And it's like, yeah, okay. But he he did. It took him a couple of days. He said, I really want to live with this thing and see what it is. I want to. And the same thing with records. He's like, I want to see what these are. I want to see if they're good quality. I'm going to put them on. I trust that guy. I think that he's he's got a good soul for that. It's like it's an awesome place to go. And he's got cool vintage stuff in the back. So I can only piggyback on your story. And, and say, his, yeah, prices like are, his prices are amazing. I really Reasonable, do think yeah. his prices are great. So it's over at 319 Main Street. And like I said, my faith in humanity was restored. Yeah. And he so carries some local artists too who do pressings. So he has yeah. Antonio Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's my rant today about shopping in Longmont um, and Very baking good. powder. And, you know, one, one final thought here from Heather, love blue corn tacos, cactus leaf tacos. You know, she's just chatting with us the whole time off air. <laughs> I'm into it. We should get, there's, if there's other good, what do we get on other good guests? We should invite them. Exactly. We'll just let them to hang out. Until they can just I don't care. Us, like, you know? can get the peanut <laughs> gallery here for all I care. Everybody right. show up. So what other, news, what other news do you have? News tidbits do you all have? Any, any other buzz? <clears throat> oh man, I was not doing great this week. I was looking. There was the whole thing where there was like a house that blew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that that was wild. And they just said uh, uh, it's indeterminate. They yeah. don't even know what started it. And like, I mean, that was wild if nobody saw it. Um, so they said that was indeterminate. Um, Habitat for Humanity is getting a three point five million dollar grant yeah. to help with affordable housing. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. Good for that's them. Awesome. That yeah. if nobody knows, if you're in nonprofits, that's a lot of money. For yeah. like a, a nonprofit, a local. Yeah, well, Habitat sir. International got what was I mean? Habitat itself, I think, was granted out four hundred million or something like that. Yeah, the largest wow. grant ever. It's wow. amazing. That's yeah. that's so super cool. cool. Good on them. <clears throat> yeah. So I got some for you guys. Have you ever just this week? I kind of heard a little bit about this proposed underpass at Hover. Have you guys heard much about this? Yeah, you mean a, walk, a walking corridor? Is that what you're referring no, to, or it's something like, else? <clears throat> it's Hover and what? On, yeah. Hover and 119. So Hover and Ken Pratt okay. on your way out of town when you're heading on Ken Pratt and going towards Boulder um, on 119. And what they are proposing to alleviate and is really to alleviate traffic flow that has to flow through Longmont, like commuter traffic that's coming from Boulder to the north and east of us. But because we have so much of that now, that's really what's driving a lot of the traffic is the growth that's happening north and east and how it has to come through yep. Longmont. And so what they are talking about is doing an underpass at Hover, only on one side. And so you'd be on Ken Pratt getting ready to leave Boulder and you'd go underneath Hover. And the idea is that when you're coming into Longmont on 119 and you have to turn left, let's say, to go north on Hover, mm -hmm. there would be no light at that point. You would just Crazy. you just turn and go, turn and go. And it would include, and it's all part of a much bigger project, which would be worth us going into with like 119, Colorado 119 improvements, like the safety and mobility improvements yeah, to bus rapid transit, bus, all rapid transit and everything. But this is kind of part of that is improving that flow or whatever. That's, and the idea with doing one side underpass is just to reduce costs. Like it could do both, but the main problem is just to keep that flow going. It is really then, interesting because if you're talking about traffic patterns and you just open that up going that one way, then you're just going to slam into like the Safeway parking lot or the Safeway traffic lights and all the other stuff. But if you're saying, oh, you can take a big left and go north on Hover, then you're shunting that saying, why not take ninth? Why not take 17th? Why not take whatever? So well, a lot of the traffic is going north of town and they don't want, they want to avoid main street. And so they'll take Hover as their option for going like north of town. And this would continue to encourage that sort of flow mm -hmm. rather than one night. If you're on the fence about which way to go and you can just flow easily to the left, mm -hmm. then you would go north on Hover, which they want to encourage to alleviate Ken Pratt. And then I think that Ken Pratt will be getting all kinds of improvements for in terms of like traffic light engineering, like tweaking that stuff just to improve flow rather than actual like infrastructure changes, which and is I, like the low cost version. Yeah, the part that I think we need to have, we, yeah, we need to have Phil on here. That's yeah, I love sure. Phil for his ahead, like Brady. knowledge of, of of lights and stuff. I well, the Ken Pratt improvements, even if they upgrade the light timings or improve the light timings, when Kelsey was commuting regularly, she would say that it took like just getting across town could be a big part of the commute because you get sure. really bound up once you got to town. 119 is bad enough, but 
if you're here and you're like, I'm so close to home, I got to go right there. And then you're stuck. It, it kind of stinks. So I, and I'm 100% for any um, changes that try to shunt like through traffic away from main street. Like if your destination right. is going to Which main street is part of this for sure. Yeah. Then I think, because I think that like main street, that downtown corridor, it's wonderful, but if people are just driving through and going, well, this is the only place where I have to drive my huge truck and my Harley or da, 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 da. it's like, well, who's going to use the parklets and sit outside on the, you know, with the edge of the street. Cause it's super loud. So. Yeah. It's interesting. The one thing that I think for, you know, like a person who lives out East, like if you're trying to get to Frederick Firestone B, <clears> you know, like, is that more right. of a hassle? I don't know. I don't know. It know. wouldn't alleviate you know? that. Like that this yeah. underpass, I don't think, I've struggled to understand how that has any yeah. impact because you still just have to go through Ken Pratt. And so that's why those traffic light tweaking is really important because that's our true bottleneck in town. But yeah. um, at least for those who might go a little bit North, you know, not completely due East, hopefully they would consider it over. And yeah. then, and then, yeah. And then there's a bunch of stuff with 52 and you're right. Phil should come on here and talk about all of it. Cause it's super interesting. They're going to change stuff at 52 and 119 to help improve that bottleneck. That's terrible. <laughs> and then of course, part of bus rabbit. I want to say, if you want to just be even more confused by how traffic works, go pick up the video game cities skylines and play that for a couple of days, because ostensibly it's a thing about how to design this cool city. And what it turns into is like, traffic simulator 2020 it's just <laughs> it, insane interesting. because like oh if you put a road here and they're like well it's it's really clogged right here so i'll just i'll open it up i'll make the thing bigger and it just makes everything worse everywhere else because all the traffic <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden Such goes a through and you're like okay i understand now why they make subdivisions such like knotted spaghetti that you can't figure out how to get through. they don't want people driving through it right so it's, it's so unintended yeah. So like if you have smarter people than me planning this out, I hope that it it makes sense and like actually alleviates traffic where it's needed. Because if you open stuff up and when Phil was on the last time, we talked about opening up Boston from where it um, is on the west side all the way through to Main Street, which would be really cool. But he's like, yeah, we're doing studies. And I, I brought up this game at that point because it's like, well, if all of a sudden there's a big traffic dump onto Main Street at Boston, what's that going to do the traffic flow on? on main street all of a sudden is it going to be worse is it going to be better like it feels like oh it's more open it's obviously going to be better but i certainly and I mean, don't know they're just doing simulations all day long with these proposed ideas so i think basically they're just gamers brady that's yeah. what they're doing <laughs> our, game our, theory listeners, and... our listeners who enjoy traffic and baking powder are getting a double bonus episode so <laughs> awesome this He's is so, so well we talked about like all these paths where you avoid stop signs and stuff and it's like yeah. it oh. sort of is the it's just a pressure on you as an individual and you yeah. just put these like like pressures on people and they go ah well i'm gonna dodge this stop sign and then all of a sudden you're driving where the city planners want you to go because you're like i don't want to be with yes, these stop exactly signs. we've been enticed yeah and it's like they yeah you've us. just been yeah yeah. So. Okay, just a qu quick last thought subject change because I have to follow up with everyone yep, about my my lie of a stat, my rumor of a stat about Longmont having more women than men in the 80s. And oh, I did good. speak with <laughs> I did speak with Eric Mason, who is the curator of the Longmont Museum, an amazing wealth of information, accessible to everybody if you have dumb questions like this or valuable questions. And he <laughs> <Once>. said <laughs> And I feel terrible because I wrote every number down that he told me. I even made him call me back with a number and I can't find my piece of paper. However, the stats did not play out such that there were a ton more women than men. There were more women than men. And it'd be, it was something like if there are 46,000 or 45,000, whatever men and women or 
citizens in in Longmont, it was like a thousand more women out of yeah. that. And it and kind I of played think out that that's way. That's pretty common for society yeah. is that there typically yes. are just whatever happens women. with you know genetics yeah. and stuff, more women yeah. occur than men. So so I will be calling Texas this week and letting them know that and apologizing. Rumor... Yeah. <laughs> stay <laughs> no, down there. I am going to stay, stay where you're at. <laughs> yeah, I just we got no more women than anybody else. Picture a bunch of dudes like in a truck coming up here. Yeah, right they're, they're driving. Oh, well, let's put that oh, podcast on and check out right. the stats. That's right. Oh, around. Oh my gosh. It's awesome. <laughs> well, Annie, we always appreciate your uh your your uh information and even if it's gone. It's all good. It's I all always good. come back with the truth. That's what That's matters. right. You you do come back with corrections and the truth and it's all cool. And that's what we willing love to learn. No. The openness of mind. That's what's um important. wanna thank Heather Stenner, founder of Porchbox, for being with us. Again, that's porch-box.com is their website. As always, we thank Andy Epler for our intro music and find us wherever you find your pod content. Subscribe, rate us, let us know you like the show. Reach out to us at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com and give us your baking powder or baking soda. Or yeah, I mean, if you had, if you had enough time yeah. to respond about baking powder, go leave a five-star thing in a jigger somewhere. I don't know, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Eric. <laughs>